Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Why? Thick, chunky, nasty brown potion. He is not. He refuses. He lobs the thing. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Too late. It's gone now. Hunters of the Dark Ice takes the party through a perilous, far-flung region of the world, an Arctic Ocean known as the Crystal Sea. These gallant waters are strongly influenced by planes of cold and darkness that bend close. Ghostly mists from the ethereal plains sweep over the sea like morning fog, and long shadows choke out light in unnatural ways, fed by the darkness of the plain of shadow. The sun is wan and distant here, rarely breaking over the frozen peaks to illuminate the freezing water. Nevertheless, life, both natural and otherwise, thrives in the face of such adversity. In this adventure, the party will skirt icebergs as they escape pursuit of a monstrous hunter and negotiate a tense peace with others stranded in the ice. If they succeed, they must pass their final obstacle before reaching the edge of the world, an ancient elven castle ruled by a fiend that seeks to snuff out all happiness and joy. So at the end of book 10, you guys were halfway to leveling up to level 9. At the end of Hunters of the Dark Ice, then you'll get to level up to uh, level 9. I just want to say this is crap. Kill a dragon and I don't get a level up. Right. I am now officially putting it on the record. You chose to kill the dragon. Still, I have killed a dragon. I should have leveled. I'm putting it on the record as we speak. (laughs) <laughs> this is crap that I don't get a level after all the crap we went through. Exactly. I, I have to concur much, mucho uh, mega well, let, crap. Let, let's crap be crap. honest. Dealing with um, a bunch of hags in a wellspring and then in a nexus only to have to deal with Aurora is not the worst thing you guys have had to deal with. Between getting swallowed up by an undead leviathan to um, making your way through the numerous number of puzzles in the library of secrets <laughs> which again for the record i should be a higher level than eight for all yeah. this crap i've had to go through exactly anyways moving on are we done <laughs> oh i i'll keep ranting i could probably rant for about another five hours oh, I know you, do. you really want to challenge me no i don't I want don't. to challenge you. i really don't so i'm asking are yeah. you done <laughs> for the moment yeah for oh <coughs> the most grown out I've ever let my nails get. So you guys have Rash gotten uh, back up to your ship. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of that. Um, I did send you the uh, the card thing for Errol, the new uh, maturation uh, powers and stuff that he's oh. gotten, right? Uh, I believe the, so. I sent it in the group chat. Oh, it's probably in there. I'm trying to find that picture of the drunken smoking babies that my dad made. Sorry. <laughs> D&D game, and you're screwing I'm around on your phone. I'm close to it. Just, just give me a minute. I'll put it on the Insta. I don't care. Uh, I'm almost 
what's there? Ooh, that's the day the orbital sander bit me. Ouch. Did you say the orbital sander bit you? Mm-hmm. When we were sanding that um, fence section. And it slipped. That's the section. Yeah, the one we painted white. That was like years ago. Yeah, I'm scrolling through my uploads because I'm like, gotta find the drunken babies. Um, I think I'm close. Oh, that's nice. Drunken babies. Hey, so since barrels always with the back, mm -hmm. once per day, guess what? What? You can cast shield through barrel. Hell yeah. Oh, the baby bunny. And it takes the form of a turtle shell. Nice. So, so this like semi sort of astral turtle shell. Yeah. Boom. But yeah, yeah, so keep that in mind now that that gives you a plus five to AC until the start of your next turn. Oh. So like in the instance of when something big and bad is whooping on you. Yeah. Barrel. Turtle shield! Turtle, yeah. turtle! Uh oh. I think. I don't know where this picture is actually at. Oh, um, <coughs> so, you guys are back on your ship. Yes. Where are you guys each at? Mm. Uh, Mercer's in his quote unquote workshop. The Arcanum? Yes. <laughs> okay. The back will be at the bow. Because so, he has potions, kingdom. he has potions to study. The back is at the bow yes, of the ship. Sir. Okay. And Esther will be. You said um, there it is. You said Mercer's in the Arcanum. Of course. So Esther's gonna fly to the top of, of the crow's nest and plop herself down in the crow's nest to chill. Well, Mercer's she, old girl. And what gonna, about Celine? She's gonna eat some skid. Um. She's going to be just kind of like wandering around, so probably for right now, she'll probably be in the bottom section of the boat. <laughs> Boomers with a sense of humor. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. So. Jeez. I know, um, right? My dad. All right. So you guys are continuing to sail along. It's become obvious that the temperatures have started to get colder um, as you make your way farther towards the edge of the world. And uh, Mercer, while in the middle of his... What, what exactly is Mercer doing? He has some potions that he has to discern and figure out. Um, because they were in a rush, there, he, he wasn't fully able to focus on what he was doing, so there were some potions he had to circle back and work on. Okay. So he has a couple of those hag brews that need to be resolved. Let me grab that book real quick. There it is. I'm pretty sure those were a lot of random roll di dice rollers. They were. I need my little table so I can figure out what they are. Now, here's the other question. Did I tell you like what the what they look like? Yeah. Okay, so we have a little bit of an idea. I got mysterious bruise. Alright, what was the first one? So the first one was a gritty or sorry no. A hot uh opaque liquid. I have two of those. Okay. Uh, so for the first one, roll me a d4. I'm assuming you're just studying them. Yes. Point. Okay, so no skill checks okay. involved. Um, just roll me a d4 for the first one. Uh, that was a three. A 
three potion of fire breath. Okay. Which makes sense because it's a hot, opaque liquid. Yeah. As soon as we get these done, that reminds me of something else about two of your potions that I need to remember. Next one is four. Four. Potion of heroism. Write that down. You will be getting that one. The potion of heroism? Yes. Because okay. it's going to be more relevant to you. For whom? Zabak or Esther? Zabak. Right. <laughs> Definitely Zabak. Uh, thick, chunky brown potion. potion <laughs> I only have one of those. All right, roll me a d4 wait, for wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. What was that potion again? Potion of heroism. Thank you. Watch out. You're going to stick your uh, folder yep, right yep. in the bowl of your pasta. Two. A two. Potion of animal friendship. That haven't been identified. Okay. Um, nope, that's it. That's all of them. All right. So something to make note of as you're going through your potions and everything. Mm -hmm. The uh, the ones that were the clear liquid that would change color with the temperature. They were resistance potions. Yes. Um, as you're going through your potions, you notice that those are a light bluish color now. Really. decide to study those as well yeah they have become um, uh, potions of resistance a uh, po uh, potion of cold resistance interesting <clears throat> that is the hag box is not magical, correct? Hag box. Yeah, there was a box that had some potions in it. It was just it was called Hag's box. The box was not magical, no. Okay. Because there's some stuff I need. To, I'm I'm just getting rid of. Um, now, <clears throat> as you're doing that, from outside the room, you hear, "All right, Mercer, you in there? Of course. Come out here real quick." What did you do? Testing the air. That way. <laughs> trying to find his way back out of the arcade. He always gets lost in there. Lord. <coughs> is, that why, is that his excuse for why he's in there so long? That's what, what happens. Most of the time it takes him like a couple hours to get out. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> that room keeps rearranging itself because it's a constant magical mm. room. Do you remember how the Arcanum right. came to be? Right, yeah, but I just assumed you weren't. it wasn't that big. Oh, it's not. It's it a just... 10 foot by 10 foot room, but because of the magic that resides in there. Oh, it's changing while you're in there? Yeah. It could feel like you're in a maze of like the world's largest library. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's why oh there are God. sometimes like it's like, where's Mercer? And Mercer finally comes out like five hours later. He's like, hi. 
<laughs> well, I guess I am hungry. Oh my oh, lord, that's me. like some background. Right, was stuff. that all you needed out of? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was just because there was just a couple that I didn't get at the time right. when. So you open up the door and Bolo's standing there and he goes, "Hi, lad. How you doing?" Well, I'd be doing better. Got something for the show, yeah. Is it is it uh, something to work with? Since uh, I've, uh, there's a sad, sad day of losing BB3. Possibly, but I'm a bit confused. He pulls out one of those chunks from that cage. Mm-hmm. Goes here. You're holding a piece of iron in your hand. Cool. Just iron? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the significance of it? Does it look... It It looks like a portion of the cage that you busted open. Okay, you want me to make some arcana check mm-hmm. or... Okay, it's iron. Yeah. You know what the funny part was? When you gave it to me earlier, you told me it was adamantium. Uh-oh. Mercer instantly chucks the bar... And grabs into his pouch. Oh no! And pulls out a chunk of the 120 pounds slag he has. Oh no! You're holding iron in your hand. Oh, buddy. He just puts two middle fingers to the air for the cosmic beings of all around to see that he is now thoroughly po'd at them. (laughs) Oh, you poor little man. Zabak trots over. What's the matter? Zabak is upstairs on the main deck at the bow. Oh! These two are below oh, deck. Oh, never mind. My bad. Polo <laughs> just looks at Marsh and goes, What in the bloody adamantium and you handed me iron? You saw it. It was adamantium. Yeah, it has converted to iron slag. Where, where did you find this stuff at? In the hag's cavern. You mean the wellspring that collapsed? Yeah. Uh, Did you get bamboozled? (sighs) I think the magic of that area was what changed it. So when the whole cavern collapsed, it's a safe bet to assume she converted to a raw material. Aw, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, buddy. He goes, follow me. And he goes and storms up to the, the, or storms around. He's just like, Celine! She's like, shut up. I'm right around the corner. Uh, open up your bag. The 400 pounds of adamantium slag that you have in your bag. Grab a chunk of it out. So she reaches in her bag. That stuff. She looks at it for a second because she'd know the difference. Mm-hmm. That's iron. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Huh. And boozled. Bet you're not very happy about that now, aren't you? He sits there and he's staring up at her. What do you think? Mm, angry little man is angry. <laughs> That's where Bolo goes. Where, where's that? Uh, what's his? What? BB two? No, no. Um, the the name 
guy. The name game. I always forget his name too. He's just he's he's known as the, the name. Page. Uh, turn page. Um, the guy who turns the page. The one who turns the page. That one. Where'd you go? And he comes on the ground. Uh, yes, I. Yes. Do you have the schematics to make one of your clockwork librarians? Well, of course I do. I store it up here. I'm the one who repaired them. Come with me. And he storms off back to his little tinker shop. Are you going to make yourself a new friend? Well, I was going to make a BB-4. Oh, my lord. <laughs> oh, well, okay. And he stops, he turns around. By the way, I forgot to mention, while you were in the wellspring, oh, we were able true. to... Uh, we were able to study a bit of the magic that was surrounding around the area, and we were able to take advantage of that raw material and use it to modify a message spell to send a message back to your your contact, the the uh, Mr. Stargazer, Cedrell uh, um, Stargazer. I'm horrible with names, so sure. But the, the the one who sent us on this crazy mission. Got it. Yes. I would not be surprised if he uh, responded back at some point. Okay. And then he turns around and he Let's just check our voicemail. Esther can give me a perception check. What about a lie? Real quick, mm. while she's doing that, did Bolo finish setting up all of the um, ballistas for me around the ship? You had one ballista. Twelve. And you had him set it up, like, right here, I believe? Yes. Yeah, so he, he got it all finished. Yeah, he got that set up. Okay. That was 12 for my perception <coughs> check. All right. She is beginning to notice that as you guys continue to sail, uh-huh. the sky, the, the clouds aren't darkening, but the sky itself is starting to darken uh-huh. to more of, like, a gloomy, blackish blue. Uh-huh. Periodically, you see streaks of green that would look like the northern lights just kind of slowly slither by. Well, that's sus. I go, I shimmy down the mast, and I'm like, hey, guys, look at this That's not all she notices. Uh She's also noticing that in areas of the water are no longer just water, but chunks of ice Uh... that have just sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just kind of created. Congregated? Well, you get water cold enough and eventually it'll turn into ice, but it's not like the entire ocean is turned to ice. It's an iceberg. But there are sections where ice start to form and are just free-floating there in the water. Well, that's not a great sign if this ice water is suddenly cold enough to become ice. Hey, guys! I shimmer down the mast. Guys, look at the water. This is sus. Also, look at the sky. Also, really sus. It is getting colder out. I don't like this. You hear Hal up at the helm. He goes, Men! Need to switch to winter gear! Oh, man. Hi, Captain! I'm not meant for winter. I'm a summer child. I'm gonna freeze. Well, throw on some winter gear, then. Now, if you guys do recall, you do have winter gear from when you um, mm-hmm. climbed the giant's spur. So as long as your characters actively have that on, right. you're not going to be um, prone to cold effects. Yeah, Mercer. All bundled up. Yeah, Mercer goes down to his actual room. 
and grabs his gear, and so does Celine, and bundles up. So, as a reborn, does the back still feel the cold? Is she like frost? Feel it? Yes. Affected by it? Not really. <clears throat> Mostly because. She's a different creature now? Well, death is in some way, shape, or form closely related to the cold. Yeah. You are one with the cold. Okay. So I it doesn't really that. affect Zabak all that Sweet. much. <clears throat> um, so with that... Just so you're aware, Mercer does a couple different things too. Okay. Um, Wani reaches into his bag and he pulls out the... Um, oh, where is it at? Give me a second. It's on here. So the small pearl with veins that functions as a pearl of power. Okay. And the arcane battery, and he moves it to uh, another pouch on his side versus in his temporal space, so that way he has access to those spell slots when he needs to. Okay. Um, is the pearl of power a one-time use? Or recharge, it well, it's once a day. It recharges. Okay. Um it's the arcane battery crystal that's a one-time use. Yes. But he puts it in his pocket because you never know when he needs it. A mm-hmm. um, couple couple clarifications I also need. The deck of gruesome cards um, from the hags, those were not magical, correct? Deck of gruesome cards. I think they were just a, like, basically they're like hag tarot cards. Um... Oh, the divination cards. Um, choose a dice and tell me, roll it and tell me if you get evens or odds. 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 It's a deck of cards with gruesome painted imagery. So, no, nothing magical. Okay. Aww. So, if I got evens, they would have been? I think they would have had like arcane runes carved on them, similar to tarot cards, but still nothing magical. Okay. It just determines what kind of cards they are. So, Mercer gets an iron <coughs> bowl or pot. Throws them in there, burns them. Uh. <laughs> okay. They're gruesome. They're not going to be worth anything. He burns the hag box too. Um. Polo sticks his head out. He goes, "I've got a fortune." <laughs> Why would I stick stuff in a forge fire? Of anyone, you should know better. Because it's just a fire. There's nothing magical about it. Doesn't matter. It's they... still fuel for a fire. Do you want gruesome, nasty hag crap contaminating your forge? I would hope not. Yeah, heck no, man. <laughs> All right, whatever. Stick his head back in, clang, 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 clang. The obsidian hairpins were not uh, magical either, correct? No, but those did have value too. Correct, I just, I'm double checking the stuff that I have on my list for that may or may not have been magical. Um, he does go over to um, Bolo's work area, and he does go... I don't know if you'd want them or be interested in them, but uh, one of the, the interesting things we found on the 
island back there with the hags. Um, I got these, and then he pulls out a shard of the crystal that does the wild magic surges. Okay, so while you're doing that, you look up and you realize Bolo is not paying attention as he's just angrily forging metal and just wang, 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 wang. Why so angry? And the one who turns the page is just standing there watching him just. You can watch its head following Bolo's movements to the forge, back to the table, the hammer. I see you so mad. <laughs> so, so, so intently focused. So Mercer looks around. Bolo's going to have blank paper for schematics and stuff like that. He grabs a piece of it and writes on there, in case you want this, come see me later. Sets it on there, sets it on the corner of his, like, his desk, away from the work area, so that mm-hmm. way it doesn't accidentally get bumped. Um, and walks off. (laughs) (laughs) He he knows better than interrupting a man while he's in the midst of work. He's not stupid in that regard. Dang. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else I need to uh, review real quick? So while he's doing that, Zabak needs to give me a perception check as well. All right. Oh, a natural 20, my guy. Ooh, okay. Um, she, as she's sitting on the bow, she is slowly beginning to notice something. She can't quite tell what it is. Uh-oh. But some weird little colorful creature that will swim through the water, disappear, reappear somewhere, continue to swim through the water, disappear again, and it... It kind of looks like a. It kind of reminds her of a dog playing with a toy in the backyard. Aww. As it's just swimming around and it's just splashing the water and having all sorts of fun and everything. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else Mercer was doing? Uh, he knows what that is. It, there's the the Mariner's leather armor wasn't anything special, correct? Um, it was just it was. Leather armor. It was just called Mariner's Leather Armor because it was a unique individual that had it. Okay, so he just throws that into their armory because there's no relevance to it. Um... Zabak is going to bring everyone's attention to this creature. Um... Guys, what is that? Well, we're still downstairs. Mm. Mercer does, after a little bit, he does come up, uh-huh. um, and he goes to Hal. And he's like, do you have any way to, like, get in contact with any type of merchants? Like, is there, or is there, like, because I'm not, I'm not super knowing and nautical maybe we could put up a flag that we're in the you know we're in the market for a merchant merchants because uh, there's really some stuff I need and yep I don't see a shop anywhere in the line of the horizon I don't either um, given where we're at and it's uncharted waters I doubt this is going to work but we can certainly try it um he reaches into a pouch 
his backside, pulls out uh, a, like a piece of sewn, very nicely looking cloth, but it mm-hmm. just looks like worn, yeah, aged, yeah, and it's rolled up into a nice big bundle about the size of a softball. And he goes, take that down to one of the crew members, tell them to set it to the ropes with the flag, and I'll fly just above the flag. It's usually a merchant's banner that says that if someone's in the market to sell or trade or whatever, that's what they typically look for. Okay. So, probably at that point, I come down off the top, and as I'm heading down to one of the sailors, I seize the bat, who's probably, like, looking at me like, Hey, we need to talk. Well, she's still up at the bow. I assume Celine came up as well. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, because I, I figure at this point she sees that thing off the water, and yeah. all of a sudden Mercer pops up and is, is having a conversation with Hal. Yeah, She's like, hey. know, trying to get his attention. Yeah. Right. Hey, come over here. Look at this thing. <clears throat> so as Mercer is heading over there to go look at whatever Zabak is interested in, he looks at one of the sailors and goes, need the flag hoisted, please. Flag is hoisted. No, this one. Oh, that attack. Okay. Thank you. That's very different. And he takes off and goes up the... And then so Mercer kind of trots over. Check out this thing in the water. So now you guys can give me another round of perception checks, but at advantage this time. Because you're all paying attention to it. Mercer gets a 16. Oh, yeah. Celine's going to get a uh, 21. Okay. 17 for the back. And what about Esther? Oh, you want me to roll Esther too? Oh, is yeah. she is she not? Oh yeah, she is. In? Yeah. Oh. She got not a good roll, my guy. She got an eight. She's high on her skid right now. Yeah, she's she ate some skid wounds. <laughs> well, the three of you who did make it all see this creature that's just swimming around and having its fun, and you're starting to pick up on a um, on a, a series of sounds that sound like chiming bells coming out from wherever it's at and you can tell that it's the creature because as it blips out the sound goes away when it blips back in the sound comes back again you mean like blip as in like it's blinking with like magic like natural ability to blink no, it's and it's through boom, the water and coming boom, up or and going back it dives in. under and comes back up no it's disappearing mid uh, oh disappearing so on it, the surface and then reappearing but not necessarily as per, like, a specific spell or something. Correct. Well, I didn't know maybe if it was, like, a natural ability, kind of like, you know, a phase dog or, you know, a displacer beast or, you know. Right. You know, something like that. <laughs> um, but you can tell it's made notice of your guys' ship and starts to swim your guys' way. Uh-oh. As this tiny little creature. Aww. It's like a cat seal. It's so cute. It's an otter. Starts to uh, swim its way, and it will just kind of chime at you. It'll turn around over onto its stomach like an otter and splash the water a little bit. That's when some of the water comes up Aww. and kind of nearly gets you guys. Oh, he just wants to play. Here's the back. Drink this potion. What? What is it? And he hands you the uh, thick, chunky brown potion. No. Drink it. No. Drink it. What is it? Animal friendship. You drink it. I can already speak with animals. I don't need to drink that glop. She literally can speak with animals. Well, then speak to the, the, the little thingy down there. I'm oh. not drinking this thing. 
Ahoy, ahoy! She calls out to the little... So you, you, you said you're not drinking it? Yeah, no. Mercer literally throws it over the side of the ship. Ah! <laughs> Why? Thick, chunky, nasty brown potion. He is not. He refuses. He loves the thing. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Too late. It's gone now. Okay, bye. He's effectively... Yeah, I, I don't... The last time uh, someone actually drank that, <coughs> sit back... It didn't turn out well, so I'm, uh, yeah. even though I know what it is, I ain't drinking it. Okay, now we gotta look it up, because I want to know what that was valued at. Don't care. You're gonna care. <laughs> no, Animal Friendship, it's gonna be maybe a few hundred gold pieces. Mercer has morals to a certain extent. Your morals are... They're skewed. I don't understand. I, 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 I can buy completely. You word maybe. <laughs> I, I admit it, but there there's something like. Not many people are gonna want to drink a nasty, especially when I explain. Oh, by the way, this is a potion of animal friendship, yeah. but it was brewed by a hag. Oh yeah. Nobody's wanting. No, nobody's gonna want to drink yeah, that because who, it's probably it's probably merfolk chunks in there. Oh man, don't tell me that. Well, you gotta think they were slaughtering merfolk. Yeah. You, Why you, would they need that? What? What? So no, what? no. Here's, here's Why the funnier is that part. component? Here's the funnier part. You actually read the potion. Um, when you drink the potion, you cast the animal friendship spell for one hour at will. Agitating this muddy liquid brings little bits into view. Fish scales, hummingbird tongues, cat claws, and squirrel hair. Oh, yep. Man. So Mercer <laughs> chucks it right off the side of the ship. Oh my gosh, it's uh, so disgusting. <laughs> That is so nasty. But it was an uncommon potion, so yeah, maybe a hundred gold out of it. Yeah, so no, no. Like I said, Mercer literally just like, does back drink this? No. no. It, it's literally like this. It's like here. He's, he's holding out to you. You go, no. no. Oh. Okay. He just launches it. Bye-bye. He was hacking to catapult it. Careful, that might summon your little friend. So, as you guys have uh, caught on to this little creature, um, Zabak immediately notices this. Um, if the other characters choose to be notice, paying attention to it, they also notice Barrel immediately leaves the ship and floats down to the creature. And there's like this Barrel. weird interaction between... And, and they're just back and forth, back and forth. And then they both float up onto the ship and they start playing. Like two puppy dogs just kind of wrestling around, bopping at each other, having a great time. Most fun. Marshall doesn't care. Cool. Is any of the characters wearing hats? No. Uh, I know Mercer is. Yeah. So this little creature here floats over and starts landing on Mercer's hat and going... Just patting on it, patting down on the side of his head. Patting Mercer likes sits there and waves him off. It floats away and comes back around, starts patting on the hat again. Mercer sits there, waves it off one more time, and then come near me again and touch my hat. I'm going to barbecue you. That's where it floats up to the helm, looks out at the sea, starts pulling down on the helm. <laughs> What's Hal doing? Hal's just like, what the fuck? What is he doing? 
Not right now, you little... You said you can talk to this thing. Go talk to it before right. I barbecue it. The pack trots over. Oi, little friend. What are you about? Give me an animal handling check. Okay. Hmm. Add a plus five to that. Okay, so that's going to be 14 plus... Um, something. Let me shift it here. 14. Just 14. Okay. So, <clears throat> it is very limited in its communication... So it's doing like makeshift poor man's sign language type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but based off its movements and the chirping sounds it's making, you're getting the impression that one, he's a familiar to someone. One, he's a familiar to someone. Two, fiddling around with Mercer's hat. Um, Something special about who his owner is wore something on his head and then fiddling around with the helm He was trying to point you in a certain direction to go that way. Oh, he's trying to get us to go a certain direction can you I think discern, he's taking us to his old master. Can you discern whether it's Yeah, it's I, intentions. I don't think it's got a bad intention. I mean, all right. Another animal handling, I guess. Uh -huh. Oh, it's gonna be a three. <laughs> we, I think we should follow him. He's cute. All right. <laughs> it won't be our worst decision we've ever made. Yeah, accurate. Um. Al, follow it. You guys choose to try to let let it let it guide you. So with that, it floats back up and starts to slowly just circle. It's chirping in pure happiness, and Beryl is just flying right along with it, and they're both really happy. But they start to all, they both start to flow around in a circle around the four of you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... You're all four affected by the Beacon of Hope spell for the next hour. Ooh. Except instead of it being concentration, it does not require concentration. Hmm. And that's where uh, this creature stops, and unlike Barrel, turns over onto its back, sees you, and just starts... <laughs> and flies around again. So him and Barrel are starting to just play around and do-do-do. As long as not touching my hat. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. <sighs> do we do we happen to? I mean, Grant, I know it's not been too terribly long since we've been sailing. But do we see, like, do we see any land at all, or are we just seeing nothing but water? Perception check. Ooh. Mercer got a 10, Selene got a 9. Um, you don't see any land. So... You see floating chunks of ice everywhere. Okay, hold on here a second. Um, so here's what I will tell you. you well... 
Hold on, give me give me one second here. I may be <clears throat> letting you go. Just so many different things to try to keep pulling up. That's the one who turns the page. Arcane Telescope, Foresight, uh, helps party detect foes, clarity, can use gleam. Nope. Right, hang on. So, correction, uh, Mercer's using the telescope, so that gives him advantage on perception checks. Okay. So that's a 21. Okay. That actually works out better for you. So, on top of noticing the ice formations and everything... You're also noticing that the ice itself seems to have froze, thawed, refroze, and uh, semi kind of resulted in a semi. Uh, uh, how is it? How's it explained? A uh, semi-migrating landmass sort of thing that will travel along different things. As you're noticing this, you also notice that the ship gets caught up in an ice formation and comes to an immediate halt. So I need um, dexterity saving throws from everybody. Ah, uh, crap. Uh, 17. 17. Mercer's gonna bite it hard. Ooh. Pretty sister. sure. With an 8. With an 8? You said Mercer was back here with the telescope? Yep. Using that. <laughs> okay. That's one thing at a time. Okay. What did Mercer get? Eight. What did Celine get? Sixteen. What did Esther get? Esther got a nine. What did Zabak get? Seventeen. Seventeen. Alright, so Celine and Zabak are able to hold themselves. Esther and Mercer, however, when that ice formation and the thing with the ship hit, they both lose their footing and as they both take five, six, seven, eight, nine points of bludgeoning and clock themselves. Good thing that's my temporary hit points. <laughs> How much was that again? Nine? Nine. Ow. Five, six, seven. Yep, nine. These new dice are working out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. My goodness. That's all my save dungeon stuff. Uh, so, to our listeners, if you didn't see it on our Facebook page, um, theroyalthreads.com, they made a little spell, uh, little wooden, I don't know what the heck they would call it, but basically it allows you to keep track of your spells. 
It's a little wooden platform. You put dice in it, and you can use it to keep track of your spell attack bonus, your spell save DC, and the number of spell slots you have between first and ninth level. The only thing it doesn't keep track of are the cantrips, which you don't really need to keep track of your cantrips. They're an at-will spell. But uh, it's got our personal logo on it and everything, and I thought it was really, really cool. Um, they are listed on our Facebook page, and if you guys want to see more of their work, it's theroyalthreads.com. You can also find them at theroyalthreads on Instagram. Now, back to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys see the ice formation, and uh, yeah, you know the ship is not going to go anywhere until that's dealt with. Well, time to flip it, guys. Mercer starts burning the ice. Bro. All right. Let me figure out how many square feet... How many square feet we're dealing with here. Basically, what's going to happen is Mercer's going to fly down, and he's going to just start burning away. And Celine will help from the the boat, or from the top of the boat, from the deck. Hey, this is Kent, your dungeon master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content, like a new monster, an item, new spell even. Or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games. Miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business. And we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com and let us help you. Okay. I'm going to do my favorite thing in the whole fucking world. Math. Math. Alright, so if you want to try to um, start burning at the ice, hang on a sec. We have some alcohol, right, on the ship in general, like from... Ooh, yes. Yes, I do. I got a, essentially a decanter of endless alcohol. My wine. Oh boy. <laughs> Lord. Alright, hang on, hang on. Just hang on a second. I don't have I have two alcohol burns. I know man, but like are you gonna turn the shit down? No. Okay, that's what I thought. I did that. All. Okay. Write that down. Keep you my favorite toss that in that trash can. Alright, so tell me what you're going to do. So basically what he does is he um, like goes about five feet out from the ship uh-huh. and starts just pouring the wine. 
Okay, so like I told you before, this is treated similar to a decanter, decanter of endless water. It's just endless wine. Yes. So use that statistic setup. Exactly. So he's How just, much... he's geysering it. Geysering. How much comes out from the geyser effect? Uh, I'll tell you here in just a second again. Thirty gallons in a thirty-foot-long, one-foot-wide splash. Wow! So he one side of the ship, next round goes around in front of the ship, goes around next side of the ship, and get all all five feet away from the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he does that. And then, fireball. And he does it just in the right amount of timing, too, because as he's starting to do it, he's also realizing that the water portion that makes up the wine is slowly freezing as he's pouring it out. So you have very concentrated alcohol separated from frozen water. And... Um, you said over the course of four rounds you did it? it? It's it's a bonus action to do the geyser. So, bonus action, next round, bonus action, next round, which would be the third round, bonus action, action, firebolt. And then goes back up to the ship. Okay, so for in this case, we're going to have you roll the firebolt damage, but... Um, You did it for three rounds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever result you get, we're going to multiply by three. Okay. Wow, that's poop. That's seven, so 21. 21. Um, it's also ice, which in this case I'm going to say is weak to fire for the obvious reason. So 21 times 2. 42. 42. Dang. There's that roll. And then, like I said, he flies up to the ship after that. So he does see distinctive damage to the ice formation. He doesn't see enough damage, though, for it to break apart so that they can continue. So the right. ship can keep well, up. then he's gonna he's gonna hover about twenty feet up from the ice. Okay. In his nice groove that he's made, he goes back, duh, 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 whoosh, and does it again. Another three rounds of the alcohol and then the fireball. All right, so roll the damage. Actually, what I should be doing is having you roll to hit because of how it's written in here, but I'm pretty sure you're going to hit. That's a 20? Yeah. I didn't figure it that much. That's better. 16. Oh, and is vulnerable to fire. Perfect. 16, 16 times 2, 32. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. That's not right. No, 32, 32 times 3. So, 96 points. Because it's vulnerable. Okay, so hold on, back up. What what was the original roll? 16. 16. So, you double it? No. Because it's vulnerable. So it's times two. 
So that'd be 32 times 32 by 3 would be 96. Now, if we did that the other way, would that still come out to be the same result? Yes. Okay. So 96. That made a significant difference. <clears throat> Now you're seeing distinctive marks in the ice where it looks like it's starting to break up. So the second time that happens, there's like this weird rumbling sound that comes from under the water. And from one edge of the ice, right near the ship, you see an arm, like a metal arm, just kind of go thump thump. Uh-oh. And then from there, a whole body just kind of flips out onto the ice, back to the ice. Oh. And it's this armored creature. It just lays there. Oh, no thanks. Humanoid shape, and then the feet are sitting upright like you're laying down. Mm -hmm. The feet go down to the floor, and the whole body just kind of goes... Okay. Can we not fight Michael Jackson? <laughs> and it turns and goes, magic. No magic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, buddy, whoa. We'll back up. It's cool, man. It's cool. Esther starts like... Back up, Impromptu. Back up. Mercer casts a Scorching Ray, second level. No! <laughs> so I'm assuming all three beams at this guy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Roll your hits. You don't tell Mercer what to do. Does a 19 hit? 19 will hit. Uh, then all the others hit. One of them is a critical. Alright, roll up your uh, damage. Because one of them, that, so just so you know, mm -hmm. 19, 28, and a critical hit. Okay. Oops, no, it's the wrong dice. And I am doing this as thunder. Okay. Twelve on the first one. Right, hang on, let me write this down. So twelve. Seven on the second one. Okay. Sixteen on the third one. Is that already doubled? Ah, uh, yeah. I rolled for my crits. Okay. So sixteen, twelve, and seven. Six, seven, eight. It's going to be fifteen. So thirty-five points total. Marshall looks at it and goes, "You don't tell me what I can and can't do." Yeah. And then flies ten feet up into the air, further up into the air. Um, right after he does that, I need a con saving throw. Is it magic? Um. Oh, it's not going to matter. Um, that's going to be a 23. 23. You see this beam of energy shoot off of its chest. What catches your attention, though, is beams are typically about an inch, two inches, two inches wide, tops. This thing goes from two inches to nearly five feet wide. It goes up past you. 
followed by two weird-looking spectral blades that comes off of its forearms. And why do you have to make it And it, it just starts to walk towards your ship and gets to right there. I'm going to repurpose this thing. So, initiative for anybody who wants to be in initiative with this thing. Man, I don't, but y'all going to need my help. I did not roll well. Hmm. Did it look like it was resistant to my magic? Um, because I know what my magic can do. So the rolls to attack. The, are you talking about scorching ray? Yeah, when they hit, they does it did it feel like it like does it look like it took the full hit, or did it look like it some of it? Dissipated? It looked like it took the full hit. Okay. Say sixteen. All right. Uh, what did Mercer get? Uh, Mercer got a 14. Esther? Esther got... <sighs> That's caught. It, they got, both got bumped. Um, one of them got a... Zabat got a 10. Esther got... I don't know what it was. Esther got a 15. Okay. What did Selene get? 11. Alright, so it's going to go the creature. Esther. Mercer. Zabak. No, not Zabak. Uh, Selene. Selene. And then Zabak. So this thing... <clears throat> you guys start to just hear... As it climbs up the side of the ship to right here. And... Is this where everybody's at? Yeah. Well, actually, I guess, honestly, honestly and truly, Mercer would be out here because he's flying. Right. But he's 30 feet up in the air. Yeah. I need to check something quick. Nope. Okay. Because he was burning away the ice. Right. Oh, don't forget. Um... For the moment, for the next... How long did that, that beacon of hope... You said an hour? Yeah. Uh, we have advantage um, for wisdom saving throws. Nice. And death saving throws. So keep that in mind. Okay, so... 5, 10, 15... 20, 25, 30. Right up to Esther. As she is <clears throat> the most prominently magical individual at the moment and like magical by items or magical as it can sense that she can cast magic yes because selena is very well fully equipped with nothing but magical gear and is still a caster as well because she's a cleric she, i mean we're talking a, a rare axe a rare armor uh, I forgot about that. You're right. Okay, so yeah, he would have made his way over to her then. And with the two blades on his arms, mm -hmm. her first appearance to it, she can't tell if they're spectral blades or not, but there's something very odd about them. They don't look like standard, just blades. Um, what is Celine's dexterity? Uh, it's a 10. 
Is it a 10? Okay. It's important. That's why I'm asking. Shield. So a spectral shield comes up. Okay, so the first swing doesn't hit anything, doesn't even touch the shield. The second swing, the blade penetrates the shield and her armor and hits her as if nothing was protecting her. So this is not so does the so does the blades are they not are they force? And the only reason I'm asking is because the shield yes. blocks the shield blocks magic missile. Correct. And so the attack ignores armor and natural armor bonuses. The attack is made against ten plus the target's dexterity modifier and against any other magical effects that may increase the AC that so are that'd not be a considered 15. mundane equipment. So that would be if my AC would be a fifteen then. Because it's it's a magical effect. Exactly. It bypasses magical effects. The attack is made against a ten plus the target's dexterity modifier. Plus anything non mundane. So yeah, that's where I'm confused because plus the target's dexterity modifier and against any other magical effects that may increase the AC that are not considered mundane. Equipment. Yeah, which is that's my shield spell, so my AC is a 15. Okay, maybe that's just really poorly written because the way I read it was anything that increases your AC, magic or otherwise. Is ignored. See, that doesn't make sense because then the second statement says if something's giving you a bonus, which both my armor and the shield spell, I mean, even if you want to get real technical, that'd be a 17. I think the way they intended it was your AC is treated as 10 plus your dex modifier, period. Oh, that's crap what you written. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, I mean, because that... Okay. The way you know, Okay. Say, I think you're right. I think it's 10 plus the dexterity modifier plus any sort of a magic that would increase the AC. Which is what it goes up against. Everything else is ignored. So, my armor so the is AC. magical. So, it would still stand. So, actually, my AC would be... Because my shield is magical. Mm-hmm. My armor's magical. Right. My shield spell. So, that would make my AC a 28. Because everything I have has a magical enchantment on it. So if my magic stands based off that secondary statement, then my AC is a 28 right now. Yeah, I'm starting to think the design of this character was not the way they intended it to be. Because to me, the way it sounds like is it bypasses all non-magical items. Yeah. Well, but if you read up on the description of the creature... Yeah, if you read up on the explanation behind the creature, these things are supposedly, like, the worst enemies of spellcasters in general. Well, that just that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. I'm confused, but alright. So yeah, both hits miss. Okay, 
Oh, like Celine sees because I mean, still, it's probably gonna do something to the shield, and she's like, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah, she sees like these veined marks of the magic start to just kind of like shattered glass almost hit that shield. Zabak, you better get your turtley butt over here, and we need to break this thing now. All right, here I come. You can also tell that the armor of this this thing is extremely rusted over, water damage, salt water damage, something old, almost antique-ish like. Um, you it, hear you hear Mercer off to the side. Don't try to break it too hard. I really want to repurpose this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask anything of someone you're not willing to do yourself. It's Esther's turn. I've already hit it three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Whose turn? Esther. Well, this is not good, friends. There, there's, there's a, there's a small place in Mercer's heart for anything mechanical in nature. I mean, look how many things he's, he has roaming the ship. Yeah. Two. It would have been three. Hey, at the time you said, yep, lost cause. Oh, well. I couldn't say it. <laughs> with the, with the, the condition the two characters are in, it was... Yeah. All right. Roll at them. Psychic Lance. <clears throat> What's it need to roll? It needs to roll an intelligence saving throw. Intelligence? Mm-hmm. going to be a 16. In those rare moments, this is where... Well, it's okay. It still takes half damage. Can you some more D6s? Yeah, two more. Thank you, my good sir. So... 13 points of damage. That's already halved. Oh. Uh, okay. Alright. So that's Esther's turn. Uh, Mercer's turn. Alright. Um, Mercer is going to, um... Scorching Ray again with Thunder. Nice. Okay. So, Thundering Ray. Um, six, no. Sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen is gonna miss. Dang. So, two of them miss. Five points. All ones and twos. Wow. Yeah. Your dice did not like you. Not this time. Um, Celine's turn. Um, yeah, Celine's not cool with this thing. So first and foremost, she is going to um, spiritual guardians. Okay. Um, so I need a. I know a wisdom saving throw. Right? Yep. And then as a bonus action, spiritual weapon. Um, 
basically at its head, directly behind it. Wisdom saving throw is what you said? Yep. Start with. Sixteen. Okay, so it'll take half damage. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. So ten, so five from spiritual guardians, and then nine points from the spiritual weapon. So, 9 and 5. Yep. It's going to be 14. Yep. So, okay. radiant for the one and force from the other if it matters. Uh, same as either or. Okay, well, I'm just... Yeah. Case. I got you. Alrighty. Um... <clears throat> Selene's turn, Zabak's turn. Alright. How close can I get to this thing? You can get right up on it. Right, right behind it. I'm gonna get right up on it then. To flank. Mm-hmm. Flank! And I am, So of you're course. gonna come right here behind it? Yes, and I rage, of course. A little over, so she's direct line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I had her on the line. Sorry. You're fine. The lines are very, very faded. Mm-hmm. That's going to be uh, 19 to hit for my first attack. That's going to hit. I am raging, by the way, just for, for the record. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to use these. Okay, okay. That's going to be 20 points of damage, or 24 points of damage. Shink, shink. The axe goes shoulder to hip, just shink. Oh. Like it was a knife through butter. Oh, I did need I just a dexterity kill it? saving throw from Zabak, Celine, and Esther. Oh, perhaps I'm not going to die. Is it a dex? Yep. Okay. That's going to be a six. Yeah. I'm pretty sure both of my ladies survived. Six is a fail. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> what did Esther and uh, the back get? Fifteen. Fifteen will make it for half damage. Ooh, and I don't know, twenty-two. That'll make it for half damage. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So that axe swing—it's like slow motion for just a moment. The axe goes through, shink. There's a split-second pause where it's just like perfect stillness in the air. Followed by, go boom! Oh crap! As this whole thing just explodes. Oh great! Not exactly built for this, guys. Twenty. So that's twenty-seven points force damage and piercing damage as this thing just. Okay. So what you see. Since Mercer can only move 10 feet while he's flying, he's running in the air like a kid, you know, being held up. No! As he's only moving 10 feet a moment. 
<laughs> his feet are moving faster than him. It's yeah. just slowly. Uh, Pretty much, because he right now he's not thinking. <laughs> he's just like, I know, I need to get there to the parts. I need to get to the parts. <laughs> um, just to clarify here, at least half of the parts fell back into the water because of where he's located at as well. That's fine. And the, there's just little metal scraps that have like. Have you ever seen a like a pineapple grenade after it's exploded? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you've seen like how metal's just kind of twisted and torn and yeah. jagged. That's what the rest of the parts look. So like. well, the first thing is like any of the hands. Is there any of like the arms? Or was there any arms left? <laughs> Those blades have your attention, don't they? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? We're gonna let the coin decide this one. Oh come on, baby, <laughs> come on. Luck be a lady night. Come on. Come on. It says no. No. <laughs> I really wanted one of those. <laughs> so bad. So bad I wanted one. Sorry, friend. Not today. <sighs> so, um, yep. That's exactly what's going on. What was that Mercer trying to run? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what the fuck was that? Um, we all thought. So, like, I know you said, like, a lot of it is in just, like, small little shrapnel. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that's still, like, holistic, though? Or did it all just... Oh, what? Like, like, is there, like, a chunk of its body that's still all, like, whole? Mm-mm. It's all shrapnel. It's all shrapnel. That explosion. When I say kaboom... We're, we're talking like Mercer's eyes would have glowed at the explosion only to follow through with tears. No! Yeah, Tear, tears of sadness as he lost all that cool stuff he really wanted. Um, he kind of sits there and pokes around through the rubble. Is there Sorry. any back down on the ship? Yeah, he is now. Okay. But does, like, does he, like in the scrap, does he find anything that may even be remotely salvageable? Like the core um, that blasted out the beam. I'm gonna give you a percentile die, and depending on what I roll, determines yes or no, and if it's a yes, what it may or may not be. That's fine. It's a fifteen. No. Okay. Well, he uh, he collects up the I shrapnel. Will, I will say this: he does find enough shrapnel that if it were to be reforged, he could probably get Bolo to make like two daggers or a short sword out of it. Yeah, he. I mean, he collects the stuff. I mean, he's not like he. He's moved the iron to the ship's inventory, mm-hmm. but he he does collect up the inventory. Can you tell what type of material this is? This is shadow steel. He can give me an Arcana check. Oh. Oh yeah, that's going to be a twenty-two. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Had you not said that, I would just assume it was the chair. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, he can tell that that is a unique type of steel that is mined and forged from the shadow plane. So is it magical in nature? Mm-mm. It can be enchanted, and depending on what type of enchantment it is, determines whether it's really powerful or just really simple. Celine takes the material. Okay. She's like, oh. As she can see it in Mercer's eyes, she's like, it's... And because she's a force cleric, she she, she can work with metal. Mm -hmm. She's like, 
you know what? I'm gonna take that. So, uh, how much? How much weight did I get? Um, let's find out. You got eight pounds of it. So, like I said, enough for maybe two. I'll even go as far as say possibly three daggers, or like a short sword, or a scimitar. Something that's primarily a martial weapon or a melee weapon of some kind that's primarily all metal. Um, if you wanted to go something like spears or javelins, you could go five either way. The other thing that he knows, along with recognizing that it's shadow steel, is when it comes to enchanting it, the more the object is made out of the steel, the more likely it can be enchanted. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, eight pounds. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Oh, where are you at? What are you looking for? The weight of items. Warhammer's two pounds. Oh, Lord, what are you trying to do? So it's non magical. So Celine okay. can use her um, Forge Domain to take that material, and in an hour she can use her. Um, uh, what was it? It's called. Where is it at? Uh, give me a second here. So, Channel Divinity, Artisan's Blessings. You conduct an hour-long ritual to, ca to craft a non-magical item that must include some metal. Uh -huh. A simple or martial weapon, suit of armor, ten pieces of ammunition, set of tools, or another metal object, see equipment, chapter five. Um, and the thing you can create has to be something no more worth than a hundred pieces of gold. Um, as part of this ritual, you must lay out the metal, which includes coins, value, whatever, and basically the metal coalesces and transforms into um, the item I want. Okay. And since it's a non-magical material... Mm -hmm. So is that what she gets ready to do? Not yet. Okay. But because as soon as Mercer gets done collecting all that up, hands it off to Celine and everything. Yeah. Dexterity saving throws. Everyone. Everyone. No, Celine's gonna bite it. Uh, a good chance Mercer's gonna Ooh. bite it too. No, that was fifteen. What was uh, that again, Dex? Yeah. All right. So we're just gonna go right down the list on the initiative. Zabak, what'd you get? Zabak got an eighteen. That makes it. Celine. Celine got a three. Ooh. That's a fail. Uh, Esther? 17. That makes it. And Mercer? 11. 11. That fails. So Celine and um, Esther both fail. Or Esther. Celine and Mercer both fail. Oof. Mercer, given where he's located at on the ship, is knocked prone. Celine is knocked into the drink. Oh, shit. Right here. As you guys hear a... Uh, hear like this wailing sort of sound from the opposite side of the ship. Reaction, feather falling. As this 
weird looking orca whale. Oh, never mind. Thing I can't do it to her. Pops its head up. You all make eye contact with it and it goes back down. So as that happens. Crap! Zavak jumps over the side of the boat to rescue Selene. I'm coming, Daddy! Help us on the way! Um, Selene equips her belt that allows her a swimming speed. Her belt. Yeah, so remember our way, 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 way back adventure with the belts that allowed us to swim underwater. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the Marlin skirts? Yeah. Okay, that was a skirt. A skirt, a either way. She equips it. Okay, turning them into a, like a temporary merfolk yes. character. Yes. Okay. Because she's in full plate. Mm-hmm. She's going to sink. Yeah. So back. now she can swim, so she's not sinking. Yeah, and and she can bring it underwater. So can the back. So that is what she sees under the water. Oh, no. She's instantly grabbing hold of the ship and... <laughs> um, this thing is also uh, huge. Yes. Like I said, she's... So we're going back into initiative again. Do you guys want to maintain the same initiative order you're in, or do you want to re-roll initiative? No, let's just maintain what we're in. I want to re-roll! Okay, fine! <laughs> Selene's in the drink! <laughs> She doesn't want to be in the drink with that thing. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God for that. Let me get to the page here real quick. Hmm. <laughs> that gives her a better chance of not being in the drink with it. Roll for this guy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys probably did way better than this thing did. Um, Celine did. I so promise you that. Right down the line again. Zabak, what'd you get? Zabak. Got a 19. That sounds better than last time. Celine. Got an Might 18. Have Might have been. <laughs> Esther. Esther. Got a dirty 20. Yeah, you, you see, it was better you rolled. <laughs> <laughs> and Mercer. <laughs> you all still did better than it did. Uh, uh-huh. So, Esther, Zabak, Celine, Mercer, and the creature. Not as so, not as so concerned with Mercer. <laughs> Bit more concerned about Celine. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, Mercer, what'd you get? No. A ten. <laughs> so, Esther, what are you doing? Esther. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what she should do. <laughs> um, she's gonna. She um, burns up one of her big bads. Hold monster! With the staff! You currently cannot see it, as I told oh. you the head went back oh, down. Oh, it went back down, right. You have to be able to see the creature in order to cast that spell. Right, my bad. In that case. I'm going to hold my action until I can see a target. Alright. What would be... So, if you see the creature, that's when you... Lob the... Uh, the spell? Yep, the hold monster. Okay. So, Zabak's turn. Alright, am I in the water with Selene? No. I told you I jumped over the side of the boat. Oh, to help get Selene out of the yes. water? Yes. So... Over here. The magnets don't mean anything. I'm just using that to hold the paper down. Help is on the way. (laughs) You see the door. Help is on the way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
floor. Uh, so yeah, Zabek is in the water. Um, same thing. This thing is huge. Okay. Oh man. But that's what she sees. Celine's like, get back on the boat. <laughs> I'm making sure you don't die down here, you fool. I'm fine. I'm climbing the boat. All right. Esther will help her climb up and also climb up herself. If we see the monster, she's going to swing at it with... Okay, so is she assisting in an athletics check to climb the boat, or is she climbing back up onto the boat? She's assisting this one to make sure Celine gets on the boat. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You're good? All right, yeah. she's climbing back up with you. All right. Athletics check. All right. I have spiked gauntlets. Oh! That's going to be really good. Um, that's going to be a 25. 25? Um, yeah, you're able to... What's your movement speed? 40? 40. Yeah, you get back. Weirdly enough, you jump into the drink to help save Celine, and somehow you get back up onto the ship a little bit quicker than Celine does. I, and I turn around and I offer my, I offer my hand. Well, okay. it's Celine's turn. You okay. take my hand and let me lock. Well, me back it, up? you gotta think the ship's like twenty feet. Mm. I gotta climb first. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. But like I said, the, de- the demon armor has spike gauntlets. Yeah. So athletics check at advantage. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's a twenty-eight. Yeah. By the time you get your hand down to help her, she's like already climbing up over the balcony. Like, Ooh. get out of my way. Well, all right then. You 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 realize that. Nice. Uh, um. She went through a small transformation. She's kind of swole. Yeah, like, e- even though she's wearing, like, the armor, like, you realize, like... She bulked up a bit. Yeah. Her strength's a 21 right now. All right. All right. <laughs> That's in part from magic, though, too. Okay, so her strength was an eight, uh, 19 by itself. Damn. Um. So, yeah, she's... All right. So, is Celine doing anything else? Uh, yeah, she is going to... At this point, she's putting away her shield. And she's grabbing the axe two-handed. And as soon as that head shows up... Wham! So you're both right here on the edge of the boat again? Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. So, she will... Uh, three falls off her AC for the time being. as she two-hands her berserker axe. Okay. Um, Mercer's turn. Uh, Mercer takes half his movement to stand up. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so that gives him ten feet of movement. He flies. (laughs) He's like, can't knock me over if I'm not on the ship. (laughs) And he'll take his action to create a force cannon. Half the movement, stand up, flies 10 feet, action, force cannon. Gotcha. Okay. Because he can't see the creature either at this point, so he can't shoot. Right. Okay. Uh, Creature's turn. Oh, no. Dexterity saving throws. Buddy. Okay. Mercer's not touching the ship. Yeah, no. Mercer's fine. Yeah! Trouble. All right. Zabak. Ooh. What? She goes back into the drink. Oh, crap! So, Celine. 16. She's fine. Esther. Five. Five. She falls prone. Ow! Zabak <clears throat> um, falls back into the drink again. And can you give me a second perception check? Mm. Can Mercer take a free action? Mm. 
to do what? He's gonna because he's right over like the the graded thing in the ship, okay. so he should be able to yell directly down into it. Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen will see it. Give me a second. If you recall, several several books back, I told you that this graded section was a sectioned off area as a cargo hold. So technically, that area is sealed off underneath the main deck. Correct, but it's still a closer direct. Like, yeah, it's gonna have to go through a wood wall. But versus him trying to yell down through the doorway, so it has to echo all the way back to Bolos' workshop. Um, that should be at least a little closer. He's thinking, so he just sits there and screams at the top of his lungs. Bolo, I need you on the ballista now. You hear a few tools just kind of fall. Ting, 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 ting. All right, give me a minute. Can you reach over and hand me the Bolo character? He's down here in his shop at the moment. So, yeah. All right. And assuming Bolo does join combat, he will come in at the end of combat. That's fine. Um, you were making a perception check. I did. Fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. you you get into the water, right? Mm-hmm. And you see way, way off in the distance. We're talking like three hundred yards away. Some other creature, like submerged in the water, but has its head slightly up, and the head of this thing. From what you can see, looks about to be about half the size of your ship as it's just sitting there and watching you. Oh, shit. Uh, you also take note that two more of these uh, whales are starting to make their way towards the ship. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Can I try to dash to get back up on board? On your turn. Okay. Uh, Question, is the ship freed from all the ice now after that over 100 points of damage to the ice? Uh, No, because I calculated how much damage you had to do to free it, and you guys did not continue with that, so you're still stuck in the ice. Which is primarily all formed up here at the front, which is why it's preventing the ship from moving forward. Uh, That's what Mercer's going to go work on. So... Yeah, that was the creature's turn. Bolo's turn now at the end of combat. So he... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45... Uh, no. 45, 50, 55, 60. Gets to right here. Mercer sees him. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's bolting. Yeah. And as he's as he's running by, Mercer, as he's going to see, see him now, he's going to be like... Make sure when you get to the ballista, you tie yourself down so you don't go off the ship. Go on off. I'll say as part of his move action, he pulls a rope out with him. Yeah. At that point, you also hear Hal yell, Men, get to your lifelines. Top of the order, Esther. Uh As she's downing spaghetti. Mmm, spaghetti. (laughs) I love the spaghetti. I'm sorry, excuse me. Fettuccine. Yo. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I gotta get back up. That's half your movement. Yep. I can move 30 feet. 
So I need to move 15 feet as close to the bow as I can. You, you move up towards the bow here? Mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15. Oh boy. Oh, that's um, not thought I had. Magic missile at Mr. Big Bad. You can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big, big bad guy? Mm-mm. You're right. I have no target yet. Let's say I don't think you can see him. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Mercer's ten feet up in the air. Right? Yes. Okay. Can I see him? The, the big guy? Um, oh, you I'm technically weren't in the water, which is why I gave her the perception check. Um, well, because it sounded like it was, like, in both. No, it's like submerged. Primarily submerged water. Only like the top half of his head from the eyes up was up out of the water. Um, I'd give you a perception check. It'd be easier to see from the water as opposed to from the ship, so it would be at disadvantage. Nope. That's a four. It just looks like an iceberg. Yeah, pretty much. We've got to go! We've got to go! I'm working on it! Something's coming! Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.